Hey, Susanna. Hey, Tavi. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm actually really excited. You are? Yeah. What's up? I don't think I told you this. Um, I found a little solar company. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to go solar. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bought our house uh, last year. And obviously, like, after buying a house, just, like, just making sure the emergency fund is still in existence. Sure. Um, and now, yeah, I'm, like, exploring uh, finance options and kind of, like, learning more and more. But, like, the initial the initial like system like we basically drew up like a design on a napkin now it's like going through pre-design i had an eval an evaluation of the house it was really cool to see how the sausage is made like now that i've been you know doing this sausage. <laughs> is that a bad that's a bad i should not say oh that oh my thing. gosh i don't think solar you can exactly compare to sausage making but okay well just Continue. the process like i i feel like you know what we've done I, at least from what I've heard from like positive customer reviews and stuff is like we at some time like do set ourselves apart on like service and like individual design and like really treating our customers like addressing them at the moment of their need and what they want and then like customizing these these systems and it was just cool to like have that experience as a customer which I just haven't done yet very Um, cool yeah because I've like secret shopped other solar providers see what their experience was like and even from like the visit that I had from these other solar companies and then the one that I had even though like I'm friends with you know, Craig, who's going to be right. uh, helping me, my, my solar advisor. Like, it was just, it was cool. Like, I got excited. I don't know. It was just like... It, I mean, it is exciting. I know. It's I mean, very like, cool. I have a power plant on my roof soon, which is really cool. A clean energy power plant. All right. Sell it, Susanna. I'm already there, all right? But I was cool. Like, I, I'm just, yeah. It was, uh, it's kind of like got all of my attention now because I'm like getting like little design, like tidbits from Craig and Tim and like... They're like emailing me and just like, hey, like we got this updated up. Maybe we don't need these many panels to like produce. And I was like, this is so cool. Oh, anyway, sorry. That's that's my world. Well, that's that's awesome. It's very timely because net metering is just about to change. So it's great that you're getting in this year. Oh wait, what? Yeah, net metering is changing again. Did they, they didn't tell you about that? Well, no, I, I think they just assumed that I knew everything. And look, I know the basic basics about net metering, but I might actually wait. I might appreciate a bit of a deep dive. <laughs> Okay, well, let that's today's topic. Let's do oh, it. Oh, nice! We're actually okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about solar for once on the yes, solar stuff. Something we're actually expert in <laughs> instead of our hot take ridiculousness. Yes, I love it. Well, back to the hot takes, uh, you know, soon enough. But yeah, let's let's talk about going solar and some okay. metering. Here we go. So wait, so, um, so you were saying net metering is changing again? Yes, yeah. net metering is changing again. Yay? Yay? I which, know. which yay should I, I give know. you? Is there it's a yay? Like, yay. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yay. I know. I know. <laughs> so wait, these these changes, I, I, I guess since I've started at some time, these changes seem to happen kind of all the time. I think there was just a scare about the federal tax credit decreasing, and then suddenly they you know extended it for another year, which seems great, right? And And... And they're currently in talks to extend it again. Is that right? What, like, why are the incentives and rules kind of always in flux and changing for solar? Yeah, you're right. They are. It's hard to keep up. They are talking about extending the federal tax credit again right now. Net metering is about to change, which is not a tax credit or an incentive, but it's a really important part of how solar works. It's really hard to figure out if the things that are changing are real or if it's just pressure because solar companies often you know they're in the know about all these changes that are coming up so they blast out like this change is about to happen get in now 
that can feel like, you know, kind of funny marketing or like pressure marketing sometimes. Yep. So it's hard to figure out like, is this real? Is this something a company's just using for pressure? Um, but you know, the reality is that we, so the states that are setting a lot of this policy, really the nation, I mean, honestly, the whole world, right. we're trying to figure out how solar fits in with the existing grid, especially as it ramps up. So there's more and more solar on the grid. How does that fit in? And how does the existing grid need to change as we switch over entirely to renewables? Right. Yeah. There's so much talk about this like grid electrification and just making the grid more resilient and renewable. So it feels like it's kind of like, I guess it's kind of changing because there's so many factors or variables at play that we're still kind of figuring it out. Is that fair? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's all changing all the time. And what they're trying to do is balance incentivizing people making programs that make it worthwhile for people to go solar without creating such an intense, crazy demand that we just switch overnight because we couldn't, we couldn't do that. Even if everybody was like, I'm ready, sign me up, let's go now. The grid as it stands now, like our infrastructure stands now, we just literally couldn't do that. Wow. So it seems like we need net metering for some sort of bureaucratic speed control or something like well it's not just net metering but it's you know it's all of these things like as policymakers are thinking about you know should we change this this way should we change this that way they're thinking about what is that going to do to the market and and utilities are too you know they're thinking you know we had it this way and that was great it incentivized a lot of people but actually we need to turn down the demand for people to do this like maybe we need to make it a little bit harder to do this now oh great Lovely. See, it's so funny because you were saying like how in sometimes in solar marketing, we're like, you know, out there trying to activate our population to like rally for, right. you know, positive net metering changes. It feels like if if the customer, the person's voice, the person who's considering going solar or has gone solar and knows the benefit of it, it feels like that's an important voice to have as a counterpoint in an argument where another voice might be the actual aging utility that exactly. we're hoping to bring into a more renewable, kicking and screaming into the 21st century kind of model. Yeah. And I mean, the utilities, you know, they they have a lot to balance. There's so much on their plate. And um, there's a lot of good actors in utilities who do want to see transitions to renewable energy happen. Yeah. And it's very complicated. And there's a lot of things they need to figure out. So I really feel for them. It's not an oh, easy thing. Oh, my God. Oh, utility sympathy. <laughs> Oh, you poor grid. When you keep on increasing your prices every year and it's mainly delivery charges. Oh, poo, 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 doo, 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 moo, moo. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> just, just so. Official, <laughs> on the record, <laughs> little utility sympathy for some comment. Yeah. Well, mine was genuine. Yeah, no, okay, from Susanna. <laughs> there you go. Mine was not. <laughs> okay, so. Do you know what net metering is? Actually, let's back up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you do you know why we even need net metering at all? Um, because we need to like watch meters. Like we love to like as humans, progress bars are critical. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to tell me what's going on? We like to watch the circle spin. Yes, I do. Wait, I mean, I think yeah, it's great. Oh God. <laughs> so why, why, why? What's okay, that? so here in the Northeast, we make a lot more energy in the summer than we do in the winter when Mm -hmm. we're powering with solar, a lot. Um, The sun just isn't at the right angle or strength in the winter time, so production just really drops off in the winter months. Okay, so then, wait, so then how do, (laughs) because considering I'm about to go solar, then how do I 
uh, power my homes with solar, my home with solar in the winter. Well, that's the beauty of net metering. Okay. So net metering powers my home in the winter? Well, not exactly. It's not powering your home, but so everybody has a utility meter. You have a regular utility meter at your house right now. Yes. Sometimes for fun, I just watch it spin. No, I'm just kidding. Cool. I feel like you don't have enough to do with your life. No, I just watch it. Yes. (laughs) Don't you have kids? Uh, Yes, they are somewhere. Yeah. I think we did an episode about kids. I don't know. Okay, so your regular meter—it's turning forward anytime you use electricity, and it's keeping count of what you're using. It's like use one kilowatt hour. It's like bedink one. Yeah. Needs another bedink two. Right. Mine made that sound. Yeah. Me too. Okay, but with net metering, the utility comes and they take away that meter and they put in a new one that turns forwards, ba-dink, ba-dink, but also goes backwards. So anytime your solar system is producing more solar electricity than what your house is consuming, right. the electricity goes through that meter, turns it backwards, and then it that electricity goes and travels into the grid and somebody else like your neighbors can use it. Nice, yeah, making my local grid more resilient. That part I get. That's cool, that's really cool. Okay, so I'm gonna get a new meter that has the incredible feature of going backwards and forwards. Right, <laughs> and since it's turning backwards, that means it's registering a credit. It's saying, okay, today you made 10 kilowatts of extra energy that went back to the grid. When you next need electricity like that very night Mm -hmm. for example the meter will start turning forward again but now instead of billing you for that energy it's just taking up the credit you made oh sweet so i'm banking i'm banking solar power that i generate during like the brightest parts of the day or the year and building up kind of like a bank account of credits that i can run back down exactly okay cool, cool yes and that is super important here in the northeast because it's totally possible for someone to make enough solar energy for their year round usage but most of that is actually generated in the summertime. Right. So net metering allows us to make all that energy in the summer and then take up the credit all winter when solar production is way lower. Shout out to my solar home advisor, Craig Hightower, who was basically explaining all this to me in like even more simplified terms, right? (laughs) And I'm sitting there like dumb on on a like video chat, just like my jaw on the desk being like, and then make a credit. And he's like, you sell this stuff. I'm like, no, I, I market this stuff. There is a crucial difference. It's a feeling, Craig. It's a feeling. But no, this is this sounds really cool. It's like my own little savings account, and it's a good system. But like, why would we change this system? Right, right. It's it, Yeah, it's a really good system. Why are we going to change it? Well, yeah. like we said, solar is very new, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> There's enough solar on the grid now that the utilities are like, okay, hold up. There's a lot of solar customers and they're actually saving so much money not paying us, the utilities, that now we, the utilities, aren't really meeting our expenses to maintain the grid. And hey, actually net metering is great, but if you're gonna net meter, if you're gonna be your own clean energy power plant, you really are still using the grid quite a lot, especially in the wintertime and at night, like you're using the grid. So maybe the system isn't actually so workable for us, the utilities. Wait, wait a minute, isn't it? Am I really using the grid more often? And it seems like I'd already have been using the grid, right? When I was getting my power from, you know, sludge and dinosaur bones and nuclear power plants and whatever. But, you know, they're making people who install solar pay an additional monthly fee is what I'm hearing. And that's going to, 
and that would put a I guess like it would put the damper kind of pump the brakes on the market a bit so they can catch up is that wait that's the exact opposite of what we're trying to do yeah maybe maybe a little but okay so let's let's make this more real with uh like a concrete example okay um so i don't have solar at my house i have a, a csa that i've signed up for but we could just use one of my old electric bills and as an example but should so, i get like a pen and paper now is this, is this... there's no pop quiz okay cool. no right. just uh just follow along all right <laughs> okay so in the last year my household has used about 6100 kilowatt hours that's pretty good yeah it's really good in uh, August, we used 567 kilowatt hours. That was about $100 on the national grid bill. It's like higher side of average for Natty us. Natty grid. <laughs> Natty G, what up? Natty G, what up? I, I, I'll pay you guys, I promise. <laughs> so when we look at what's actually on the bill, $17 was a basic service fee. That's okay. You just get that every month. You pay it no matter what. Even if you use no electricity at all, you would still get charged $17 That's as a basic repair, service repair fee. Repair the grid fee, right? Right. About 36 was for delivery services. Mm -hmm. So um, both of those, the 17 and the 36, they both go directly to National Grid, our utility company. And then a little less than half of the total bill, about 78, that was for supply. So that's the actual cost of the electricity that came to the house. If we had an on-site solar system, two of those charges would be wiped out by solar production completely and we'd only have to pay the monthly basic service fee of $17. Cool, okay. So each month in the summer, we'd be generating more electricity than we need. That would go back into the grid. It would turn our meter backwards. We'd make a big credit for us. And then all winter, we're not producing as much energy. The meter's turning forward a little each day as we need to supplement what the solar system is making with our credit. And of course, at night too. Yep. But you're just paying the $17. Okay, so so since you got a credit and your bill is just 17 bucks, right? And you're not getting charged like a regular non-solar electric, like in an ideal case where you're producing enough credits to basically zero out the, the electric usage in your house, right? Exactly, okay. yes. Many of our customers are able to just have that basic service fee or of 17 or 19 or $21, depending on their utility, Sweet. all year long because of net metering and this system of credits, and it's awesome. Yeah, and that's why, again, Craig was advising me to like kind of build my system larger than I needed for my average use. So like in my home, where I'm kind of resting a little bit higher than your average, uh, you know, like six, let's say six and a half kilowatt hours per year, or 6,000 kilowatt hours per year, let's say, I'm going for a system that's like like much larger, closer to nine kilowatt hour, 9,000 kilowatt hours per year, because I, you know, I'm, I'm planning on getting an electric car for one thing. My boys are going to grow up and probably start playing video games like their dad. And, you know, that all these things that we imagine will increase. We're going to probably put a second freezer in to start canning foods that we're producing in the garden, etc. So it seems like that's a good strategy to make sure that I always have like a bigger bank of credits in, in the net metering scenario than I'll be using at any given time. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mind you, I'm still basically shopping. So at this point, like whatever I learned on the podcast, I'm taking right back to Craig. Nice. Listen, man. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. No, it's good. I feel like you're going to get a lot of questions <laughs> no, even if I do a good job here. But <laughs> Okay. So many of our customers, they're able to have that just basic, um, that basic monthly service fee as their whole bill right, all year long. $17. Right. $17. But... So utilities, they ran a recent report looking into what their actual costs are, and they said 19 to $44 a month is what a customer like us, like that kind of 6KW customer mm-hmm. costs them in terms of grid maintenance. And wouldn't you know, I mean, go look at my bill again. That's 
pretty much what they're charging in their fees. So there's the $17 monthly fee, and then there's the $36 of delivery fees. And hmm. together, those kind of add up to what they're saying they need per customer. So they're essentially saying like, even if you're generating your own electricity, you're still using the grid, right? The, the delivery of that system of the electricity when you're not generating it directly from those panels, right, like right into your, your fuse box for lack of an elegant term. But then, you know, delivered to you at night and winter, and then like they still have all these costs that they're associating with maintaining that access to that grid infrastructure. And then that 17 month service fee that all customers, even solar customers pay is not cutting it for that maintenance of the delivery. Right. Okay. That's, yes, exactly. That's what they're saying. So they want to create a new charge for solar customers. Hmm. The original system that they proposed was all about demand. So if a customer needed electricity when demand was super high, they would get charged more. And if they were putting excess solar electricity on the grid when demand was low, then they would get a much lower credit for that electricity. But that that's literally changing every hour of the day. And isn't that like also the problem with Texas though? Like didn't we see what happens when like demand pricing like and surges and oh there's like a blackout and a power outage and then you like your home is decimated when it freezes over and you wake up to a $2,000 electricity bill because one light bulb turned on before you could get back to the home. Yeah. Okay, so that's bad. And that sounds complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It complicated is. Complicated is bad. Yeah. I think this is bad. Yeah, it's it's it, that would not be a great solution. I mean, I I see it, it's pros and cons. Like it's it's certainly incentivizing people to use electricity when it is most abundant. So you know, like charge your car at noon when your solar is going. You know, but reeks of a certain societal privilege of people who can actually charge their cars uh, at home. Let's say off their own solar system because they can work from home and they're not an essential worker or a service worker. Or... Totally. Okay. Yeah. No, it's massively complex and complicated. And thank goodness, you know, DPS thought so too. And they said, you know what? One of the requirements for this actually has to be that it's understandable. Mm. We're not trying to gut the solar industry. We're not trying to make a system that's so difficult. Customers literally can't understand it or plan for it. We're just trying to make sure the utilities can still function. Right. So they were like, okay, different system. This is what we're going to propose a fee per kW of solar system capacity each month. Gotcha. So in our example, if I'm using about 6,000 kilowatt hours a year, I would need about a 6 kW solar system to meet our needs. That 6 kW system would cost about $7 a month with this new fee. So instead of just paying my $17 service charge as a solar customer, now it's more like 24. Okay. 17-ish bucks to about 24 bucks, not such a big deal. Well, it's not, and it is. Because, I mean, $7 a month, you're like, well, it doesn't seem like a lot. It's a couple coffees, maybe a nice sandwich. <laughs> but that's $81 a year, mm. and, you know, solar systems are warranted for 25 years. So mm. we generally say the life of the system is 25, although they're expected to last much longer. Yeah, 30 to 40, I hear, in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 40 or 50. So um, so over 25 years, that adds up to two grand. And two yeah. grand is a lot. That's a really nice sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to just it's a start lot of nice yeah, sandwiches. talking in sandwiches instead of numbers, if you, if you don't mind. I mean, it's like 100 pairs of sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Right? But sunglasses aren't sandwiches, Susanna. No, they're not. All right. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> okay. And actually, that's, that's also just flat math. 
Mm. And the utility has said that that rate, that $7 a month, they're going to review it every year. And I mean, utility rates go up every year. It's going to go up. They're never going to make it go down, you know? So it's a minimum of $2,000 over the 25 years. It's definitely going to be more. So that 6KW solar system will save me from paying about $870 this year. Since utility rates go up over time, over 25 years, that's probably close to $28,000. But now I'm going to have to pay $2,000 to get those savings. So it's about 7%. Oh, so taking 7% of your future sandwich. Okay, so for solar systems that will have this new net metering schema going forward, they're going to lose about, you're saying about 7% of their savings uh, over the lifetime of their system to this new fee. But they'll still save a lot of money going solar versus not going solar, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So a 6KW solar system probably will cost around $18,000. But if I did nothing and just kept paying the utility for 25 years, it would cost more like $28,000. So that's a huge chunk already saved, right? That's 10K right there. But then we have to take out the 2K fee. So now we're down to 8 versus 10. Is this dirt worthwhile? Absolutely. Yeah. Going solar makes a huge dent. Well, or... It makes a huge dent in your personal climate emissions. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it saves you money. I mean, eight thousand dollars. I'm not going to sneeze at that. No, no, that's of a major chunk of change. Lot it still of makes a ton of sense to do. Yeah, I'm saying like really good, sustainable sandwiches. So, okay, the the take home here is that if you want to save the most money, you should get in before these net metering changes. Yes, just like you. Right, right, right. <laughs> just like me. Yes, very good on that timing there. Thanks, you... Craig told me to, to Did act he? fast. Good. Yeah, he was like, we got to get you in before these net meter changes specifically. Nice. Yeah, I was like considering putting it off to like Q1, Q2, just like whatever. Yeah. Like just, you know, I'll hear the... I was like, when is it low season for our installers? Let me like not bother them. And he was like, no, no, get in right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course he's on top of it. He knows all this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, if you haven't thinking about it, get in before the end of the year. The changes are going to take effect after uh, January 1st, 2022. Okay, so it's not even like a permanent thing. You have to get this thing installed. They are still discussing that right now. As it stands now, the wording is you have to be installed before the end of the year. Okay. But they're going to confirm that very shortly if it's installed or signed up. So also stay engaged, you know, because we were talking about how none of this stuff is certain and it changes a lot. Yeah. Rules and policies around clean energy are still being developed and they're changing constantly. There's often comment periods. There was a comment period on this one as well. Yep where they expect that people who are interested and want things to go a certain way will get involved and leave a comment. So it's really important to keep your ear out for those things. We often put out calls to customers and our mailing list to say, absolutely, hey, this big change is coming up and it's going to hurt solar or it's going to help solar. Please help us you know, and get your voice heard. Make sure that we're pushing on our policymakers to move us in the right direction towards clean energy transition and just to pause on that for a second Susanna like even beyond what we do just as marketers for Suncommon I think we do have this like higher-minded mission especially in our home states of New York and Vermont to make sure that the legislative environment is most favorable for the growth of renewables it's great to have this reinforcement even with my agreements already signed to go solar it's great to like see how the sandwich is made I should say maybe instead of the sausage because like I'm seeing that there's like a really good financial incentive for me personally in my home, but then like tie it right back to the mission. The whole point of this thing is to try to make solar as accessible and valuable to all the individual families and businesses in our states because the real mission is to 
stop putting so much dang carbon into the air. And this is one of the most impactful ways we can do it. So this is why it's such a no-brainer for me. It's like, if it can save me money, yay, cool, great. And if I'm doing my tiny part to start, like to slow down that clock as it ticks up to midnight, I'll sleep better at night. Yes. With, you know, 8,000 extra dollars under my pillow or something. Yes. <laughs> and dreams of a, of a brighter future. Yes. Yeah. $8,000 under your pillow. That's, that's a lot of teeth. It's a lot of teeth. Oh my God, this is getting grim. This is like turned into a horror episode. Like the tooth fairy is actually some like grim fairy tale. Like, well, I don't know how else $8,000 gets under your pillow. Is that just where you keep your money? No. <laughs> Why would I do that? Okay, Craig, next time you're at Tyvee's house, you you're need next to stop email. that. There's no money under Slip my pillow. Slip into the bedroom real quick and look under Tyvee's pillow. There's a stash my of cash. I'll split it with you. Look, it, it better be a really nice sandwich, you guys are. And I really do appreciate this. Like, <laughs> look, you know, part of why I was saying that was just like, we do, you know, at some common, like, beyond installing these systems, we're deeply involved in like motivating folks in our state to get active on these kinds of things. So we do yes. send out a lot of these types of messages that are not hard sell. It's not about trying to get you to go solar. It's actually just about trying to get you to leave a comment because we can't have the conversation be one-sided. It can't only be the utilities who are really profit motivated yes. to and sympathy for the utilities or whatever, but like profit motivated and their comments, we know what they're going to say. You know, they got to service their grid and yes, power to them. But like, Yo, as a born and raised New Yorker, the amount of times I've swiped my Metro card as a metaphor, walked into a subway station where the tracks are falling off the tracks. You're right. like, you guys need to like invest in your own infrastructure. Where is this money going? So yeah, we need public yeah. comments to support a more equitable and just transition to renewable energy. And this is like one step in that direction. It is. Yeah. You know, the utilities often, they're just advocating for what is going to be easiest for them. They're not necessarily thinking about what's easiest for the customer or mm. best for the industry. Yeah. So like you're saying, it's important to have the counter counterpoint of the, the customer voice and, you know, people who care about the climate too. Yeah. And actually our co-founder, Dwayne Peterson, has been working a lot at the national level, yep. getting some really interesting stuff put into the budget reconciliation, which is coming up. Um, I think we're going to do a whole other podcast about that because it's fascinating policy and it's a place where we could actually could use y'all's voices to support something that's happening right now. I think Dwayne was just elbow bumping slash giving uh, policy advice to Bernie Sanders this week. He was. Week. Yeah, he was like, I know he was at the event where Bernie was speaking in Vermont, but I think a few yeah. weeks ago he was actually like advising Bernie on that national budget reconciliation and like the, yeah. you know, the portions around this topic. So yeah, like uh, to that dear listener, of course, you know, hit us up at suncommon.com if you're interested in going solar, but also join our mail list because we regularly sent out a monthly digest where we're not, you know, selling solar. We're actually talking about a lot of these issues. It's really more about content that can point you to the local groups and local actions, even beyond net metering, you know, climate action on the national and on the state level that you can get involved in to really push this agenda forward, both from a legislation, legislation standpoint and just from a local action standpoint. It's the mission side of what we do. It's really, really important. And we spend a lot of time trying to get good information to folks to take an action. Yeah, and, and obviously stay tuned to the solar spill because we talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah, in between episodes on parenting in a climate yeah. crisis, <laughs> Afghanistan, and other stuff. In we between hot about takes solar. Yeah, hot on takes. which we are not really qualified to give. Oh, look, we talk about things we're actually expert in. Climate change, climate justice, all this is intersectional. No, like, it's totally true. And sometimes we get to talk about net metering and going solar and how excited we are about it. It's true. 
So I guess, yeah, for the Solar Spill, I'm Tavi. I'm Susanna. Thank you so much for listening, y'all.